what a treat it is to be here today with the first message for today. We have a sermonette by Mr. David Hope entitled Passover Easter Weekend. David Hope. Thank you, Ron. Good afternoon, everyone. Good to see our visitors here today. Some of them we haven't seen in a long time. Welcome to the Tulsa Church of God. You know, it's, I'm not revealing any secrets or anything because it's in your program today. Uh, Steve Andrews' uh, message coming up will be um, first day of unleavened bread. That's today, as most of us know. Uh, tomorrow is the second day of unleavened bread. That makes you know, two or seven, but a lot of people will call tomorrow Easter. Just thought you might know that. I might want to know that. Anyway, there are a lot of times Easter and uh, Passover come, you know, pretty close same time, sometime within the same week. Uh, this, this particular time, you know, right around the weekend. And uh, sometimes Easter and Passover come either a week or even more, two or three weeks or so, you know, apart from Passover, so they don't always join. But this year, as we said, uh, they, they happen right here, very, very close. Uh, this is later on in my notes, but I'll get it now and get it out of the way, uh, since I'm talking about Easter. Some of you have heard me talk about over the years about my Easter, I mean my Passover lilies. You know, there's Easter lilies, and uh, when I was growing up, my mother had some, and uh, over the years, I don't know how they got there, whether somebody gave them to my wife or they grew up volunteer or what, but uh, what do you call those, I irises? Irises, but I call them lilies, you know. And I call them Passover lilies. Some of you have heard me say that. Sometimes they'll, they'll bloom right around real close to Passover time, and I really love it when Passover and Easter is a week or two or three off, and it's closer to uh, Passover than it is Easter. This year, my neighbor, I can look out my kitchen window, look out there, and, and their lilies, whatever they are, irises, they've already bloomed, came and gone. They were real dark, real dark blue. And neighbor behind me in the backyard, about 60, 70 feet behind, has some real beautiful white ones. And they've been on for about a week now. And uh, Fran said, well, I guess ours aren't going to come on this year. You know, she told me about a week ago and said, I guess ours. I said, no, it's not Passover yet. Lo and behold, now this is not scientific, it's, it's not, not Bible, it's not biblical, it's, not, it's nothing but my observation. I only have one test score and that was it, you know. But uh, uh, Thursday morning, which was the morning part, you know, we started doing our uh, Passover Wednesday night, you know, the beginning of Passover. Well, Wednesday morning of that day, I had one bloom. On my beautiful blue and almost the same color as my motorcycle, just a powder blue. I don't know if you saw that yesterday and you dropped that off or not out in my front yard, out there under my little young pecan tree. This morning I looked out and I have four more. Right on, you know, right on time. So anyway, my Easter, I mean my Passover lilies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, but you know, a lot of times, uh, uh, have you all been shopping yet this week? Done your Passover and Easter shopping? Anyway, they, they came out early this time. Uh, usually I get these things in the mail, usually Tuesday or Wednesday or so for Thursday, Friday shopping. They, came, they flooded me this time on Monday. And uh, all kinds of Easter 
and a few Passover uh, sales in here. Reesers has, uh, uh, if you want to compare shopping, anybody that eats pork. Uh, Hormel Cure 81 Spiral Sliced Ham, dollar and 78 cents a pound. Uh, Aldi's has it, dollar 69 a pound. I don't, oh, uh, May's Drug Warehouse and Midex, they don't, they don't carry that. I don't think they didn't advertise it. And, uh, but they advertise some beef and turkey. Uh, trying to see which one, I forgot which one it is now, that has uh, lamb. One of them even advertises lamb. I don't know what I did with it. Anyway, but just, I've got to get out of here so I can't go into all of it. But uh, uh, some of you, are, a lot of you live in this area are familiar with May's Drugstore. Well, I guess they bought out MedX, didn't they? Now, it was MedX, Amaze MedX, and I don't know if they merged, bought out, or whatever, but now it's Amaze MedX Drug Warehouse. All three of them, they all advertise together. And they, boy, they really went out for Easter this year. They didn't do too much for Passover. The first three pages I noticed is um, Easter. Easter everything. I know I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, I know. Uh, that's okay. I only have about, oh, where's Lawrence o'clock? About 10 more minutes to go. So, But they have everything in the world Easter. Uh, who was it talking uh, earlier, uh, telling about uh, M&M's, Easter M&M's? Who was it telling? Who, some, whoever said that? Janice? Yeah, Janice. And, uh, oh, they've got everything. Three pages, first, second, third page Easter. I mean, uh, Easter something or other. And the thing that really got me, or at least was funny to me, uh, this is a price meltdown, one of their sales. They have price meltdown every once in a while. Actually, I think it was an advertiser's meltdown. Because uh, what they did, 17-inch uh, plush Easter bear uh, with bunny ears. With bunny ears, no kidding, that's legitimate. 17-inch plus Easter bear with bunny ears. Thought you might, if you, anyway. But the thing that, uh, one bold thing that uh, May's MedEx Drug Warehouse did do, about half of the front page, or almost, almost half of it, they've got uh, a real Christian, at least, at least it's Christian, anyway, it's not, you know, some of these terrorist religions. But they've got a, a picture of Jesus hanging on the cross under their advertisement, or MedEx and all that. They've got Mark 16, 1 through 7, King James Version. And uh, this will be familiar with probably everyone in here. I'll read it anyway, because uh, that's part of my text. Mark 16, and I forgot to give the people that so they'll have to catch up with me. I apologize to our spotters over there. Mark 16, verse 1 through 7. And I'll just read it out of the newspaper. Or whatever. <laughs> now, well, okay, let me go to the Bible. You don't trust me. Well, actually, just, just to be honest with you, I ought to just do it the way they have it and see if they're being honest. Mark 16, verse 1. And I have markings in my Bible. I have a tendency of wanting to go with my Bible. I'll, I'll read it if it differs. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome had brought 
spices, sweet spices that they might come and anoint, uh, and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came into the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. What they like to do, they like to slide your mind right over in there and make you think all of this is happening, all of Jesus' resurrection, everything's happening at the rising of the sun. You know, they have their sunrise services and all that. And this is not meant to be a put down to the people, it's just I'm telling you facts. Anyway, the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, that's the ladies that went there, who shall roll, roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? And when they looked and saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great, and entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting at the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were frightened. And he said unto them, Be not afraid, you seek Jesus which was crucified, he is risen, he is not here. Fact number one, he's not here. And they didn't see him rise either. They didn't say they saw him rise. Behold, the place where he led, or laid, you know, go look at it. But, you, but go you your way, or go your way, tell his disciples and Peter that he comes, or he goes before you into Galilee, there shall you see him as he said unto you. So at least they're, they're bold about, you know, uh, having the Christian religion. It's just the fact that uh, they're, they, they are mistaken. I don't think they're deliberately doing anything wrong, but they are mistaken. And what I want to do today, and I, and I did skip that, I'm going to be brief today, as I've already said, and it's a very technical subject. This is a technical subject, and I'm not going to be very technical, but I will give you just a handful of tools, just a few tools that you can do the work on your own. You can study. If you're interested in it, if you want to uh, show somebody or show yourself, I'll just give you a few tools to get you started on, and a few facts, but a lot of the work will be up to you. Okay, well, I'm going pretty fast, so you'll be proud of me. Medex, da 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 da. Okay. Uh, I just read the part in Mark. And one, one thing that makes it easy for you if you want to understand that, and a lot of people, you know, if they haven't studied the Bible very long, it, it's so overwhelming to them. Where, well, where do I find this stuff? You know, I've heard this, Aunt Martha said such and such, or or uh, Ilya said something or other, or, you know, where is that in the Bible? And, uh, but those that have studied it for a while, they, they have a pretty good uh, way to navigate through it, around it. But uh, just to make it easy for you to, if you want to study uh, the resurrection, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, what they, people mostly call the four Gospels, all of them record the same event, you know, of Jesus's, uh, the Passover night, you know, and, and the things that went on and, and uh, the thing the next day and then him being beaten, hanged, all this stuff, you know, and then resurrection. But it's just like four of us in this audience seeing a movie. Each one of us tells it from our point of view. And they may vary a little bit. Some details one will bring out more so than another. But the whole story still is the truth. And sometimes it takes all four of the Gospels to be able to understand it. 
And I will say how much time? Uh, well, I'll get that in a little bit. But it, it takes all four of them to understand it. And then even that, you don't understand it thoroughly. And I'll tell you here in a minute. I'll tell you in a minute. Uh, Matthew 20. Okay, just let me back up just before I go to Matthew 28. At the end of each one of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right at usually the last chapter in each one of them, if you want to find out where you find this, go to the, just go, if you want to find out what happened to Matthew, look in Mark. <laughs> Here's Mark, first chapter. We'll just look back and, you know, the next page is Matthew 28. Same way with all of them. I think John's the only exception. It's two chapters back instead of being the last chapter. I, b I believe it is. One of them is two chapters back. But Matthew 28, 1, and this was something I had a problem with and a question about when I first started attend church and before I, uh, when I was interrogated by, I mean, interviewed by the ministry that came out and um, interviewed. And uh, uh, this was a question I had. This is the only place I knew that, that that event about the resurrection was there. And I didn't know it was in the other three places. But Matthew 28 says, verse 1, in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment was as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake, and became as dead men. You know, I wouldn't move either if I saw that. <laughs> anyway, and the angel answered and said to the women, Fear not, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified, for he is not here. You know, and this says, in the, in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week. That was Matthew's version of the same thing. Uh, but anyway, he's not here. Let me go over real quick to uh, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke. Let's go to Luke real quick. Last chapter of Luke, Luke 24. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, see a little bit different wording, very early in the morning they came into the sepulcher bringing spices which they had prepared and certain others with them, and they found the stone rolled away. See, there's no angel, no nothing right yet. It's already rolled. They didn't even ask, well, how are we going to get this thing out of here? And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. And they entered in and found not the body of Jesus, or found the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass as, as they were much perplexed Thereabout, behold, two men stood by them, shining in garments. So see, just slightly different. They all had something about that, but it's a little different translation. There's no discrepancy. But they all tell you it's not, they didn't see Jesus rise from the dead on Sunday morning. And, you know, it's a long story. I mean, it'd be a, uh, at least an hour message if I got into all of the details. You can go back and read the the, the, the chapter just before this, you get a lot of the details that happened that brought it up to that particular time point. John, the last one. Uh, John chapter 20. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, because there's 21 chapters here, and this is the next to last one. John chapter 20 and verse 1. The first day of the week come Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark. See, Matthew said... Early in the morning as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week. 
you know, just beginning to dawn. It wasn't sunrise yet, but just beginning to dawn, you know, like when we go deer hunting. Uh, Les knows that, you know, when we used to go deer hunting together, that, uh, you know, we can't hunt before dawn, before, you know, before the sun comes out. Anyway, but this was uh, early in the morning when it was yet dark. So, so uh, John even saw it before, before dawn. It was yet dark. And sees the stone taken away from the sepulcher. So what I'm going to do, uh, catch up with my notes here real quick. I'm going to wind down because we have a lot of fun coming up later on too. The first four books, and I mentioned that. Uh, okay. Now I did tell you, didn't I, that we need to read the chapter before, you know, to get a little bit more of the flow, the continuity, read the last of it. And you'll notice, and I think I've said this, you'll notice in every case, Every, all four cases, when the people got to the grave or the tomb, however you want to call it, whatever you want to call it, Jesus was already gone. Fact. One, two, three, four times. It was a fact. Jesus wasn't there. They didn't see him. They didn't see him rise. No one saw him rise. He did not rise at the sun. Bible doesn't say anywhere that he did so. Uh, you know, you can't prove that. I mean, you can prove that it's not. In conclusion, I've given you just a little bit of technical information, not much, on a very technical subject. And it is technical, but it's not difficult. I'm convinced, personally, that I, personally, could not understand the four gospel accounts of Jesus being in a grave on a Friday evening, afternoon, as it's proposed by 90% of the Christians, and resurrected on Sunday morning, and be in a grave three, and a, or three days and three nights. Any way I read this, any way I read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I read that he was put in a grave on Friday evening. That's how I read it in English. But God has revealed to us. I'm not saying we're anything great. I don't think uh, any God has revealed to us and John mentions in his gospel and that day was a high day. And the commentaries try to tell you, well that means it's like today. Sabbath and a holy day happens on the same day. You know, we call it a double Sabbath. But the high day is a high annual holy day. It's not a weekly Sabbath at all. You look in, in over in the Old Testament places, and there's two different words for the annual high day and the weekly Sabbath over in uh, Leviticus and some places. I've given messages on that before. But I, if we did not understand that the Days of Unleavened Bread that particular year had a high day on, what was it, Thursday, Wednesday night, and Thursday... And the people rested on Friday, and they bought spices and come back and da da da. It's really hard to reconcile and to believe anything other than the Bible has inconsistencies, and I cannot believe in it. I could not believe in it if I didn't understand that. I really couldn't. I, I'm technical enough to know that, that I don't like dishonesty. And if I can't. If I'm going to lay my life on the ground of what I believe in the Bible, I better believe it. 
And but anyway, what I'm saying is we a lot of people have a problem with that. A lot of people don't even want to address that. It, it's like they call cognitive dissonance, you know. This is right and this is right, and they both can't be right. But they both can be right, well, in our way, because we understand. Anyway, I hope I'm just, I'm not confusing you any more than, than uh, uh, what you, well, you weren't confused until I got up here, probably. <laughs> but uh, anyway, if you're confused, we've got a pastor over here. We've got uh, other elders. Les Stewart's been out here for a long time, and all these guys, they, they can straighten you out. Then, then they can come tell me. <laughs> anyway, God bless y'all, and thank you for coming.